Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. You know, it's no wonder we all have a scarcity mindset. I notice that I have a lot more scarcity than I realized. Uh, when I started doing this coaching work, I just, I really didn't consider myself the type of person that had a scarcity mindset. I also didn't consider myself very judgmental person. But when I started this coaching stuff, when I started learning about coaching and mindset, I noticed all of the scarcity and all of the judgment. And it's so related, the scarcity and the judgment, because the reason we judge is because of scarcity. And we all know that the human brain defaults to negative. It defaults to finding problems because it's by finding problems that have to be solved that we keep the species alive, that we stay alive, that we survive. So when we focus on problems, we find more problems because what we focus on grows. And that's what can get us stuck in spinning and spiraling into more and more problems. Because you have to know when to interrupt that pattern for yourself. So I read recently that solving problems is good for us. It extends our lifespan. But I think you have to balance that with seeing opportunities and gifts and blessings in the world as well. So when I, I think when you see nothing but problems, that's what can cause a problem. Because so many of those are actually money lies. And our money lies come from a lot of different sources. We accumulate them throughout our life. Some of our money lies go way back to early childhood. And a lot of times, and because that is you know, a lot of those money lies go back so far, a lot of times they are unconscious. A lot of times they're below the surface and we don't even realize they're there because it, it's still, my clients are still so surprised sometimes when I identify a money lie and they're like, oh my gosh, how did you do that? It, I mean, it's almost like I pulled a rabbit out of my hat and they're like, how did you do that? Where did that come from? How was that hiding there? How did I not see it? And, and I get it because I'm in the same boat. I mean, I have money lies that I discover sometimes and I'm like, how did I not see that before? Or I'll be working with my coach and they'll pull a rabbit out of their hat. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how did I not see that? So, I mean, just for example, in my business, in the beginning, and, and sometimes still, I'm going to be completely transparent. But early in this, early in my business, this was really a problem. I had a really, really hard time putting myself out there. It and it was it was very perplexing to me because I didn't feel fearful of anything in particular. I couldn't point to anything and say, "Yeah, I'm just scared of that," right? I couldn't find that, and and that's what made it a little bit maddening for me. <laughs> it was just this really strong resistance that I couldn't quite identify, and it was so deep that it was it was really hidden from my sight and. 
And this is really true for a lot of my clients. Sometimes we'll work on a particular thing for a few months before we get to the layer that reveals the true problem. And it's almost always something they were not conscious of. of. And so this is true for me as well. As I said, my one-on-one coaches identified help me identify some of my unconscious money lies. And I'm, I'm sure there are still money lies hanging out there that I'm still not aware of, right? Other were, others were revealed when I detected them from my clients. When I pointed them, them out to my clients afterwards, as I was going through, you know, their notes, I realized, oh, I'm believing the same thing. And still others were revealed when I unpacked something completely unrelated, like the lie I detected and exposed on my birthday. I talked about that in episode 53, so I'm not going to go through that story again uh, right now, but go back and listen to that episode because I think it's, I think it'll be interesting for you to look and see if you're believing that somewhere in your business or in your life. So the lie that Dave Moreno helped me detect um, this past year is if I stay invisible, I won't cause any trouble. And that wasn't the exact lie that we detected, but it was, it I've refined it over time. And so that's basically what I've come to, but, but it was around being invisible and why I was invisible. And that unlocked so much for me. I could see where I was believing this in so many areas of my life. And it actually came from my stepmom. And it came from just like this totally unrelated question. It was not related in any way to my business. And you know, that that brings back the the thought that I keep hearing these days and that I keep coming across in different areas. And that is, you're always just one question away from transformation. And that was totally true for me. So as you know, uh, as most of you probably already know, because blended families are quite a thing these days, blended family dynamic can be really challenging, even with thought work it can be challenging. So without thought work, imagine all the lies that everyone in that situation can believe. She hates me. That is probably one of the most common thoughts. The kids might believe this. I certainly did. And the parents can believe this about the kids. You know, the mom might think, oh my gosh, his daughter hates me. Or the the daughter can think, oh my gosh, I know she hates me. But because of those challenges, because of all those beliefs, for me, it was just easier to stay small and invisible. The least amount, the less attention I got, the better my life was. <laughs> and so I, I spent my whole life trying to stay invisible. And when you become an entrepreneur, that's not going to work. It's actually the opposite. The goal is to be as visible as possible. If I stayed invisible in my family, I might not be loved by my stepmom, but I don't think I really believed that was possible anyway. That's a whole other story. And again, none of this was really conscious. It wasn't top of mind for me. I just, at that time, just simply thought I was the problem. 
And if I stayed invisible, at least I wouldn't be visible as the problem. At least wouldn't, maybe nobody would notice I was the problem. And it wasn't one particular event that created this belief or this tendency to be invisible. Um, it wasn't just one belief. It was really a belief system that built up over time. And that's the case with my clients as well. It's not just one belief. It's a whole system of beliefs that all support each other. They're integrated. They're um, reliant. They're dependent on each other. They're not independent beliefs. And uh, so that's what forms the foundation of my client's business and the life they have is the system of what, when they work with me, they discover is really just a big web of lies. But all I have to do too, all I have to really do when I'm working with them is help them detect one of those lies and that usually opens up the door to others. It usually leads them to find other lies that they can question and that they can find, you know, and uncover the truth of. And all I have to do is unlock their awareness of one and it unlocks so much for them. And, and I really don't pass up any door that can lead to that awareness. And it doesn't matter what it has to do with. It can be the simplest little thing that unlocks that door. Just like I said, you are always one question away from transformation. You are always just one intentional belief away from transformation, from a completely different life. And so I tell my clients, bring everything to your sessions, not just thoughts, feelings, actions, and results about money, but about everything in your life. Even the most mundane little things can help me help them detect a lie that's impacting them in their business. So money lies are often subconscious or unconscious and anything can bring them to the surface where we can detect and expose them. And so you just want to look at any messaging that you could have absorbed anywhere along the path of your journey, along the path of the life that you've lived so far. If you just think about even some of the most common proverbial sayings, some of these are generations old. And these messages have been around so long that they've become really just a part of who we are. I mean, once you hear something over and over and over and over, you just, I mean, you just begin to believe it. I mean, it, it's who we are, or it's just the way the world works. I mean, you know this. But we don't even realize that they're operating in the background. And that's why detecting and exposing money lies is so important and why we really need to build awareness around where those money lies came from and what happens when they continue to operate unquestioned, when they are go undetected, undetreated, untreated. I mean, if it was mold and it went undetected and untreated, imagine the damage it would do in your home. Imagine the damage it would do to your health. And so this is the same way with money lies or scarcity mindset 
imagine the damage that it's doing to your life and to your business when they go unquestioned, undetected, untreated. So as I was noticing recently how many uh, proverbial sayings are actually have a scarcity mindset kind of tone to them. <laughs> and I don't know, sometimes my brain goes in weird directions, but I got off on a tangent one day when I was brainstorming podcast episodes for this month. And I was thinking about one of my coaching sessions with a former client uh, on a on a group call that I hold. So I hold uh, bonus group calls for my one-on-one clients. And even after we stop working together, I invite them to uh, participate in these bonus group calls for my one-on-one clients. So I was coaching one of the women on that call. And afterwards, as I was thinking back on, you know, her problem, you know, one of the proverbial sayings, uh, you'll recognize it, I think, I don't know, unless you're younger, because I don't know, I guess, I guess proverbial sayings just aren't as common anymore. Uh, I don't know, maybe um, the rural, I mean, the uh, urban myths have taken their place, I don't know. <laughs> but the this, the proverbial saying that came to mind afterwards was a bird in the hand is worth two in a bush. In other words, take what you have and don't risk losing it or be grateful for you what you have and stop wanting more. You know, so there's there's a couple of different interpretations. But I have cl- some clients that are working full-time jobs while they're trying to build their coaching practice and they all want to get to the point where coaching is their full-time job, but they have a lot of drama about that. They have a lot of money lies stopping them from getting there. And a common money lie that a lot of them believe is that their full-time job is safer than betting on themselves and their business, their coaching business. And I don't agree, but I always say I cannot possibly know what's best for my clients. So I try not to bring an agenda because I see their potential. And all, actually, all I see is their potential. All they see is their limits. <laughs> and so I think ultimately we just try to meet in the middle, Sindor. Okay. But, but it is true. I cannot possibly know what's best for my clients. I can only help them access what is best for them. So only, know, only they know what's best. I can help them access that. And that's why they coach with me. But a lot of this just boils down to that they don't trust themselves. And the reason they don't trust themselves to make the money in their business that they're making in their full-time jobs is simply because they don't make decisions that they can trust, or they don't trust the decisions that they make. But I, I mean... What I believe is if you can trust yourself to show up and do a good job at your full-time job, then you can trust yourself to show up and do a good job at your new business, at the business that you want to build. Though the problem is that they don't want to trade a job they feel competent in for a job that they don't feel equipped for, that they don't feel capable of, and that they don't feel certain in. And they will feel that way in their business. But the, the only reason 
they will feel that way in their businesses because of what they believe about themselves when it comes to their business. If they believed the same thing about themselves that they believe when it comes to their job, then they can believe that about themselves when it comes to their business. But instead, what they believe about themselves in their business are what I call money lies. So they might be believing something similar to this saying, a bird in the hand is worth two in a bush, because a bird in the hand, it's their job, and two in a bush is what they could do in their business, but they don't believe that they'll do that in their business, which is why a bird in the hand is worth more than two in a bush. So what if you don't have to risk the bird in the hand to get two more sitting in the bush? then you have three birds instead of one bird. (laughs) And I genuinely believe in each of my clients that much that they are settling for one bird when they could have three and they could probably have more than three, way more than three. Because each and every one of them is capable of building a tremendous business for themselves because they're all very talented, all very brilliant in their area of expertise. So when I thought about this saying and how these clients believed this, I started wondering, huh, I wonder what other old sayings demonstrate a scarcity mindset instead of an abundance mindset. And turns out there are quite a few. (laughs) And it was pretty easy to find a pretty substantial list of old proverbial sayings. And so that's where this podcast comes from. It just comes from my brain going off on this weird tangent. And so I thought it might be fun to talk about some of these just to do something a little bit silly, a little bit different, just to show you that money doesn't always have to be so serious. (laughs) So hopefully hearing some of these will get you thinking. And if not, at least it would be fun and interesting. And if you don't recognize any of these, then you can go look them up and see where they originated and what they mean. And and you can decide what, how to interpret them for yourself. So I want you to see how many of these maybe that you've heard before, or see how many that you are, you know, just automatically believe how many might be operating in the background for you or something similar. And I would love to know which ones resonate for you. The other thing that was interesting to me is how these fell into certain categories. Like I saw how some of them were based on a fixed mindset rather than a growth mindset. I saw how some of them were either or and all or nothing mentality. I saw how some of them were, you know, advice like stay small and play it safe so you don't make mistakes because mistakes are bad, right? Victim mentality, not having control over things, which I mean, that's what makes us rely so much on external circumstances to try to get what we want. And that's how we ultimately, uh, get led into feeling so frustrated is because we obviously don't control the rest of the world. And so when we rely on the rest of the world to give us what we want, it will eventually lead to frustration because it's not always going to give us what we want. So I'm 
be curious to see what categories you see that I didn't or what categories I saw that you didn't. So some of the ones that I picked out and there, I didn't realize how many proverbial sayings are out there. So if this sounds fun to you, you know, go out there and check it out. Just gurgle, uh, Google, gurgle, jeez. Google um, proverbial sayings or um, idioms, and you'll find a gajillion of them. (laughs) So money is the root of all evil. I talk about this in my book, Money Lies um, and Scarcity Mindset, how it sabotages your business. A fool and his money are soon parted. So in other words, um, if you are a fool, you won't have any money. So a lot of us already believe we're a fool. And that's why we believe that we'll never have any money. So uh, another one is a leopard cannot change its spots. So that's part of a fixed mindset. Power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. That means it's the power that's the problem and not the person, which I don't believe. Good things come to those who wait. So I mean, one interpretation of that is if you want good things, then just sit around and wait for them to come to you, (laughs) which I also don't believe. I believe you should be taking massive action. Um, And at the same time, you're taking that massive action, be in complete expectation of getting what you want when you take that massive action. But another one is all good things come to an end. So that's sort of like the mindset, like the next one, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because if all good things come to an end, and what I have right now is good, and that means it will come to an end, then I should be fearful, I should be expecting it to come to an end. And when it comes to an end, I won't have anything. So I don't know, what do you do about that? Right? Another one, another day, another dollar which is sort of like the one time equals money. So that means that if you want more, you have to work more. If you want more, you have to work harder. You have to work smarter and all that stuff. And so that's why a lot of us are so tied up in, well, I don't want that kind of success because I don't want to make that kind of sacrifice. Yeah, that's a limiting belief. That's a money lie. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. This is one where it's like, okay, do it right the first time. It's just like do it right the first time or don't do it at all. Uh, So in other words, don't make a mistake because that'll cost a lot more to fix the mistake than it would to do it right the first time. And so that's why we're so focused on doing it right the first time. And that's why we don't do anything because we're afraid to fail. As you make your bed, you must lie in it. Another one about making a mistake because then you must lie in it. Yes, we must. (laughs) But, you know, if you think about that as the positive as well, as you make your bed, you, you know, as you go and do things and eventually succeed, you get to enjoy that success. But you also get to enjoy the journey if you choose to. The next one is ask a stupid question, get a stupid answer. Beggars can't be choosy. Better safe than sorry. Better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Business before pleasure. Curiosity killed the cat. 
Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Don't rock the boat. Easier said than done. Easy come, easy go. Enough is as good as a feast. In other words, be grateful for what you have. Don't ask for more. History repeats itself. Ooh, that one's... If anything can go wrong, it will. (laughs) Well, that is a scarcity mindset thought if I ever did hear one. It is what it is. Um, So those were fascinating to me. It led me to wonder how much impact these types of messages have had over time on our current environment and our current mindset. And it's it's kind of fun to just consider and to look for ways this impacts how we see ourselves, how we see our business, how we even see the world that we're out there selling in. So how will you look for messaging that's impacting you and your business? How will you start to question its role in your life? Hey, Jill the Muddy Coach here. In your business, you will have trouble. There's no eliminating problems showing up in your business, but problems don't have to mean something bad. What if problems are just an opportunity to exercise those problem-solving muscles you're developing? I have a new toolkit I use with my clients that I'm sharing with you to help you become a problem-solving ninja in your business. I'm super excited to share this process you can use to solve literally any problem you have in your business. It's available now by visiting jillwrightcoaching.com forward slash solve dash any dash problem. There's a series of short videos that'll explain in detail as well as walk you through using this process to solve any problem in your business. This free resource includes some strength building exercises you can use in your business so that when challenges and obstacles come up, you know exactly how to solve them. I use this in my own business when I feel stuck so I don't have to stay stuck and instead I can move forward instead of wasting time spinning. So go ahead and sign up to download all these resources absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll also get notified of the special calls I'll be hosting to answer any questions you have about the process and coach you live on any problem you have in your business. So hurry up and get yours now so you can move forward in your business.